Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is responsibility. Freedom from alcoholic insanity is a question of responsibility. We cannot be responsible for something we did not create. We thought of ourselves as something worthless, as this at the center of the universe. We had tried to commit suicide in many ways, both emotionally and physically, thinking to ourselves, maybe this time they will see what is going on. But nothing changed, and neither did our perpetrators. We spend all of this energy for what? In ACA, we learn that we are the ones who have to change. To do so, we first need to let go of the responsibility for the alcoholic insanity. It has always been unmanageable with or without us. You know, and I think just briefly, my thoughts on this is, uh, you know, I thought that I could cure the problem. And it's, you know, the reality is there was alcoholism in the family. There was codependency. And I was a child. So whether I was there or not, whether I was high achieving or not, whether I had done everything or not, it just, it would have just been stopgaps, band-aids. Continuing, we start to see that we deserve to have a chance at a sane life, even though we aren't quite sure what that would look be like. We look out before us and see there is light ahead. We can't see what it is, but we also can't stop moving toward it. It feels good and warm. That scares us at first, but it also feels new and exciting. We put down our shame and our addictions that no longer serve us. We release our character defenses. It is time to see what this thing called life is about. We allow ourselves to walk forward. On this day, I will remember that I am responsible for myself, but not for the insanity of my childhood. I will use the memories to heal myself, but then leave them in the past so I can be free. Um... I just want to say, like, I'm so grateful for these programs and I'm so grateful for the steps as the steps is finally making me see that some of these affirmations are possible at the end of the day. And for that, I am just truly grateful. And I'm just, you know, this podcast really has is just been a vehicle for me to continue and share my recovery, you know, to, you know, help myself recover from, you know, this is a monumental thing and also help others and just remind everyone that we're not alone. And we, and at least for me, I can't really do this by myself. So uh, that was a particularly powerful reading and, and engendered more thoughts for me than usual. The next one comes from the language of letting go, giving. Melody Beatty, don't be afraid of giving. For a while, we may need to back off from giving as we learn to discern the difference between healthy giving and caretaking, which leaves us feeling victimized and others feeling resentful. This is a temporary spot. To be healthy, to do our part in the spiritual way of life, to be part of the endless cycle of the universe guided by our creator, we need to give and receive. Both parts are important. What is healthy giving? This is a fine line behavior each of us must seek to understand for ourselves. It is giving that feels good and does not leave us feeling victimized. It is giving that holds the giver and the receiver in high esteem. It is giving based on a desire to do it rather than from a sense of guilt, pity, shame, or obligation. It is giving with no strings attached. Or it is giving based on a clean, direct contract. Whether it is giving our time, efforts, energy, comfort, nurturing, money, or ourselves, 
It is giving that we can afford. Giving is part of the chain of giving and receiving. We can learn to give in healthy ways. We can learn to give in love. We need to keep an eye on our giving to make sure it has not crossed the line into caretaking. But we need to learn to give in ways that work for us and others. Today, God, guide me in my giving. Help me give to others in healthy ways. Help me give what feels right, what feels good, what feels clean, and what I can afford. And finally, the last reading comes from Touchstones, Daily Meditations for Men. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. Everything passes away except God. Learning to detach may be the most demanding and difficult part of this program. Detachment means being filled with closeness and love towards someone, yet knowing we cannot fix or protect that person. It means we can be in emotional contact, but don't have to react to someone else's issues. We respond from our own center with what is fitting for us. Being detached means we allow others to be in the hands of God, because we cannot live their lives for them. Detachment gives us an inner calm, an acceptance of our limits, and the freedom to live our own lives with integrity. Detachment is a skill in living, and like other skills, we can practice it. Gradually, it becomes a natural response. True detachment takes root and grows within us over a period of time as we deepen our relationship with the steps and with our higher power. Today, I turn to God as my eternal rock for strength in learning to be, become detached. What I like about this is God can show me how to do things that I don't have to figure it out myself. God, I just need to be still and know that God will help me figure things out and things that are complicated concepts to me like detachment. And also, you know, the St. The, the Teresa quote, everything passes away except God. So there's nothing to disturb and there's nothing to frighten. God is the one constant. Thank you so much for sharing in my recovery. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. To love myself and to feel my feelings.